have to do a short though. Uh, uh, but Hannah and I, we went to Tanzania in 1974 with two small kids. And we got the third one out in the bush. We call her the bush baby. And actually, when my wife, she was pregnant, the two other one came one day and said, Dad and Mom, this baby inside there, is this baby white or black? I thought, God, please help me. It has to be white. And when she arrived, she was white. <laughs> you know, that's how children are. We moved to another de- other part of the world, and, and uh, there's not that many white people. Everybody is black, you know. It's different, absolutely different. But to make it short, uh, everything is not easy. It's everything is not easy, but God is great. God is big. God is bigger than everything. And to be honest, maybe I shouldn't be honest, but I choose to be honest. Uh, many times I was fed up. I wanted to leave again. Mentally, I packed because it was too difficult to me. But I'm married to the very strong wife. When I packed mentally, the next day she unpacked. That's awesome. That's really awesome. Today, in our mission work, we have a staff of 104, 104 people. Sometimes I can't believe it. It's nothing about me, but it's everything about God. Amen? Amen? So thank you for your support. And please, if you haven't signed up for our email reports, do it today. My wife, she makes all the emails and mostly all the pictures as well. And if you can't believe me, you can believe her because she kept up with me for 50 years. She did a good job. Amen? Amen. So, so I, I've been praying for quite a, a time for this Sunday morning. And, um, <clears throat> you know... Um, you know, we live in a different world, and Sunday in our church, our service starts 9.30 and finishes 12.30, three hours. And your service is one and a half hour. How can you put a missionary evangelist in there between? It, it, it takes a miracle, you know. <laughs> and, and our service in our church is actually short. Most of the churches in Africa, Sunday is all day long. It's a different world. So I've been praying. God help me to, to, um, to get out the word. I mean, in Africa, you, you, you have to start slowly, and then you hit the point, and you, then you, you leave slowly again. But here, here's my message. If you can cook it down, any, and I mean any, any natural condition, when I'm talking about any natural condition, you, you know, in, in Louisiana, you have hurricanes and you have storms, you have rains. Uh, it's natural conditions. Uh, several years back in, down in New Orleans, uh, you had Kat- Katrina. We, we, we didn't like Kat- Katrina. We don't like Katrina. But it was a natural condition. Natural. See, Jesus, he walked on water. Have you, have you ever walked on water? 
I'm from a small island in the Baltic Sea. I grew up in a fisherman's family. I'm born next to the world. And when the, when, the, when the waves were big, even the water hit the windows of our house. I'm used to the sea. I'm used to the water. So I went to Sunday school and I heard the Bible stories that Jesus walked on water. And out there on the water, there was a boat coming and, and, and Peter was in the boat. And, and you know the story. And uh, G- Peter said, if it's you, Jesus, call on me. I will walk on water, water as well. And Jesus said, come. And he jumped out of the boat, stupid and dumb. I mean, a fisherman knows you can't walk on water. You can swim in the water, but you can't walk I mean, that, that's a natural condition. Nobody can walk on water. Maybe if you have big feet. But you need very big feet. That's a miracle too. So, but he walked on water. So any natural condition. Jesus, he attended the wedding ceremony. And then he ran, ran out of wine. And then he went to Jesus' mother Mary. And please forgive me, Man, I don't know if, if any of you belong to the Catholic Church. Listen to Mary. They came to her. We have a problem. That's no more wine. Then Mary said, why do you come to me? Go to him. And she pointed to Jesus. So they had to go over to Jesus. And Jesus told them to bring water. That's stupid. We, we, we need wine. Don't you get it? We had wine, we are out of wine, and, and this is a disaster. That, that, but you said, bring some water. And they, because of, of the natural condition, they were squeezed in the corner, didn't know what to do, so they brought some water. Natural condition. You can be in a corner as well, you can be squeezed as well. Uh, any of you uh, ever have been sick? Do you like to be sick? Do you enjoy to be sick? Do you jump of joy? I'm sick today. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I have pain in my stomach and it hurts my back. I'm happy, happy. Are you? You believe in God. Of course you do. Uh, I mean, have you ever had, had any food poisoning? Mud bugs? I mean, it, it, it just happened, you know. We enjoyed to eat the, the, the good food. And, and, then, and then later on, five, six, seven hours later, you feel something is going on. In the name of Jesus. No, no, you're not happy anymore. <laughs> but it can be serious as well. Have you ever had any conflicts in your marriage? I don't look at my wife now. You haven't? Huh? That you're not, then you're not normal. If you never had any conflicts, uh, I mean, just ordinary conflicts. I mean, how can a man and a woman who are so different live together? I mean, in the beginning, it's very easy. I'm, I'm just telling you. In the beginning, oh, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. Even if you can't cook, I still love you. But after some years, you can't cook yet. What is wrong with you? <laughs> but it can get serious too. It's a natural condition. 
And then you get kids, you know, you love your kids, but then sometimes your kids don't do what you want to do. And it can become a, a, a bad conflict with your boss and your workplaces. I mean, we could go on and go on. And, and any of you never had a lack of money? Oh, pastor, now, now we should take up the offering. Uh, all of us, all of us. All of us experience lack, natural conditions. Any natural condition can be changed. Now you should be excited. At least you're in church. Any natural condition, negative, difficult, hopeless condition, can be changed by the word of God. Because the word of God is God himself. I know, I know God speaks to us in different ways, even in dreams. <laughs> but not all the dreams are from God. You had too much pizza last night, for example. But still, he can talk to us by dreams. Uh, he, he can give us a prophetic word. I mean, many different ways, but, 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 God... Talks to us by his word. He is the word. If you go to, to the gospel of John uh, chapter 1. And you read. You will find out. Jesus actually is the word of God. The living word of God. So any natural condition can be changed by the word of God. Which is the supernatural power. Oh, there you are. I was looking for you. Because you look strong. Natural condition. Strong. I believe you have worked for it too. Strong. <laughs> but I don't know you that much. You look strong, but I could talk to your wife. and I think she could tell me you had some, have some weak spots too. It's funny, you know, and we were here in the U.S. and traveling in the U.S. and in April, we were down in New Orleans and uh, we were staying in a hotel in, uh, and uh, I, I went away for a couple of days out in the woods for a men's retreat and I, I cared for my wife. I said, darling, do you really, you, I mean, you can stay alone in the hotel room for a couple of days without me? He said, oh, yeah. <laughs> so I left and I was praying for my wife every day, you know. Coming back, I, I really was interested. Did you have a good time? Oh, yeah. What did you do? She said, just over there, there's a big shopping center. <laughs> Natural condition. Women, they want to shop. Any. Natural condition can be changed by the word of God, which is the supernatural power. There might be some bumps on the road. <laughs> you come to Africa, there are so many bumps on the road. I mean, it's actually crazy. They make a brand new road. And then they put bumps on the road so you can drive fast. I think that's stupid. I pray many times because I'm driving all the time. You know, God, move the bumps. I'm sure he heard my prayers, but he didn't do it. 
what is wrong with you, God? Sometimes there are bumps on the road of life. And you're praying, you're fasting, you do everything right. But it doesn't happen what you want to happen. There might be some bumps, there might be some difficulties. But Jesus, remember this, Jesus is still the greatest man in history. Not only in the book. He's the greatest man ever in the history of mankind. He still is. Even today. He had no servants, yet they called him master. People called him master. There was a fruit. He recognized it. He had no degree. He didn't go to a Bible college, yet they called him teacher. He didn't have a, a medicine, any medicine with him when he traveled, but he called him the healer. He didn't have an army of soldiers, but yet kings, they feared him. He won no military battle, yet they, he conquered the world. He committed no crime, yet they crucified him. He was buried in a tomb, but he's alive today. I'm getting excited. I will leave you behind if you don't get excited. (laughs) I have to be excited because I, I believe in him. I trust him and I need him. Personally, I need him. I need him in my ministry. I can't do it without him. And I'm so happy it's not only in the book, but he's the living God today. So there might be, might be natural conditions, and you try to conquer that you can't do it, but he can do it. With God, everything is possible. For God, everything is possible. And for those who believe, oh, it only takes to believe Nothing else. And then people tell me, oh, difficult to believe. No, it's not difficult to believe. Did you believe there will be a church service this morning? So you woke up. You have had your cup of coffee. And maybe some of you had a shower. You dressed up. You drove to the address of the church. Because you believed there would be a church service. So you're a believer. You're a believer. You're a believer. And when the church service is over, you're going to eat lunch. I don't know who's going to cook for you. But you believe you have lunch. You have some kind of food somewhere. You're a believer. You believe when you go to bed tonight that you will wake up tomorrow. If not, you wouldn't sleep. So you are a believer. It only takes to believe in him. Jesus died over 2,000 years ago. Think about that. People who died 100 years ago, we can't remember them anymore. They're out. Erased. They're not anymore. Maybe some of you find them in the history books, but you can't remember it until you read the history book. But this is awesome. Nobody has ever referred to him, Jesus, as the late Jesus. 
Oh, I want to repeat that. Nobody has ever referred, nobody, now it happened, referred to him as the late Jesus. Not even the heathens, nowhere in the world or nowhere in the history has ever been referred, have Jesus been referred in past tense. Think about it. Why? Because he's the living God. He's the living God. He's the living God. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. In Acts chapter 5.31, it's telling us he's the prince. He's the leader. He's the savior. He's the deliverer. Muhammad. I don't know if you know Muhammad. I don't know Muhammad. I never met him. Oh, I met people. They, they have the name Muhammad. But the prophet Muhammad, in the face of Islam, listen, he said, I don't know the purpose of life. Just think about it. Buddha. I never met Buddha. I met the Buddhist people. But Buddha, he said, seek for the truth. So he didn't know the truth. Confucius. That's a funny name. It's very confused. He said, I am not the way. But Jesus, he said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Aren't you glad you met Jesus? And because of Jesus, any natural circumstance, any natural condition can be changed. He met the the guy, he was paralyzed. He met him in the synagogue. It was Sabbath. Nobody was supposed allowed to work. He didn't touch him. Everybody, even today when the Sabbath is at least talking, speaking to each other. So Jesus just looked at him and he said, lift your arm. But of course, he couldn't do it because he was paralyzed. But when Jesus is speaking, he's just not speaking like a human being. He's speaking the the word of life, the word of power, the word of authority, because he is God. God, when he created the word, he created the world with a, a word. So instantly he was healed. Healed the blind eyes, the deaf ears, and the dumb were speaking. The crippled were walking and running and dancing. Even Lazarus, he was dead. I mean, he was dead. He was buried there. I mean, it was the fourth day, and there was a smell of death. When you have the smell of death, you know that person is dead. No doubt about it. It smelled terrible of death. We don't like the smell of death. But when Jesus, he came, he ordered them to open up the tomb. And he called him by name, Lazarus, come out. Some of those religious people were angry. I don't understand religious people. Why should you be angry? He was doing something wonderful. He was doing something great. He changed the natural condition, which no one could change. Only him. 
<laughs> and someone said, uh, who is he? <laughs> you know, bulldogs. Suddenly, the dead man came out of the tomb. And you, as, you have the saying, dead man walking. He did something terrible wrong. And he got not only life sentence, but a death sentence. So now he's walking from his cell to the chamber. He, he's going to die. Everyone knows the dead man is walking. How can a dead man walk? He's not dead yet. But you know the, the end of his walk is the death. But I tell you, in the Bible, there are several dead men walking. Jesus is one of them. He left the tomb. The devil was happy. He's dead. I am God. I have the power. When he was celebrating, something happened. The power of God hit the tomb, hit the body of Jesus, and he rose again. He walked out. Even the guards couldn't touch him. Dead man walking. Not he is walking to be, to, to be killed. He conquered the death. He is alive. He was dead. He was in the tomb. But the, oh, you're, not, you're, not, you're not happy yet. How can I make you happy? And because he is alive, he can change any, and I mean any, any natural circumstance. Any condition. Oh, no, it's nothing too hard for me. God is asking the question. You have to answer it. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, you know, the banker told me I'm bankrupt. The banker is just a banker. God bless the banker. He looks at the paper. He looks at the number. But he's not over God. The banker himself, sometimes it happens, he goes bankrupt. The banker himself, he gets sick sometimes. The banker himself, he will die. But my banker, he's alive. Have you read the Bible? In heaven, the roads in heaven is made of pure gold. Do you believe the book? Oh, some people think it's a fantasy. No, 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 no. It's not a fantasy. It's reality. Any one of you like gold? Come on, I know, yeah, we're in church. Uh, why shouldn't you be honest in church? You don't like gold? Go home and bring all your gold to, the, to me. Because I like gold. I need gold. I can't live without gold. <laughs> in heaven, in heaven, we are going to walk on gold. How do you think you will walk? Down here we put gold on our fingers, around our neck. Some people are buying gold because they're afraid of the future. The currency is going down. We better buy gold. I see it on commercials every day on TV in the U.S. People are stacking up gold. I don't think we should stack up gold on planet Earth. We should stack up gold in heaven. Because here we only live for a short period. 
only for a short period. We don't like to die. We don't want to die. But I prophesy in my own name, one day you will die. It's not a threat. It's a reality. So what do you do about it? Whosoever calls upon the name of Jesus will be saved. We all of us were sinners condemned to hell. It's a natural condition of the people in the world. We are sinners. We are born like sinners. Oh, I'm angry at Eve. Then the women said, what about Adam? I'm angry at him too. They destroyed it only because of a fruit. So all of us became sinners. Oh, ah, I'm not a bad sinner, ah, but you are a sinner. I'm not a big sinner, ah, then you are a small sinner. Ah, I see I have two minutes and 48 seconds. I have, I have to finish close. <laughs> Hurry up. But you know, in, in Africa we have rats. I don't like rats. They're big rats. In, at my office compound, I mean, we, we put up poison, but we still have rats, and they, they eat the wire, and sometimes, the, I mean, the lights are not working. Rats, rats, rats. I hate rats. So one day, one of my guards came to my office and said, I, I find, found a nest of the rat. There are some babies. What, what should I do? I said, kill them. I said, just a minute. I want to see them first. <laughs> I really meant to kill them. So he took me down into a corner, and we found a nest of the, the, the small little rats. And I felt, oh, my God. Maybe we should let them live. Natural condition, you know. They look, I mean, innocent, innocent small rats. So I thought, maybe we should give them some mercy. But suddenly I woke up again. And I looked at the guy. I said, Kill them all. They are still rats. Small rats become big rats. Were you born big? No, you were born small. A baby is still a human being. A small rat is still a rat. A small sin is still sin. It's a terrible condition to be in. No future, no hope, no salvation, condemnation to the fire of hell. But then Jesus, he came. And Jesus changed the natural condition of sinners. If you want to surrender your life, if you want to humble yourself, if you want to call upon his name, you are not a sinner anymore. You are born again. If anyone, the Apostle Paul said in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 17, if anyone is in church, no. If anyone is good, no. If anyone is in Christ, he or she is a new, new. The old has passed. Everything has become new. This is a change of the conditions. Are you glad you are born again? Are you proud to be a born again Christian? Hmm? Some people look at you, you are Christian? Yeah. They look at me, are you Christian? Yeah. Are you one of those born again? Yeah. You better believe it. 
The old is erased. And God tells me he can't remember my sins. But my mother-in-law can remember it. But it doesn't matter. God, God erased it all. Forgiven means erased. He will never take it up against you again. That's the greatest miracle ever. Amen. I recognize some of you. I don't want to offend you. Yeah. Uh, uh, my type is different. Uh, I, I, I don't show my joy that much. Really? I don't trust you. I don't believe you. Oh, when your team is playing the game. Oh, I've, been, I've been in many homes. And, and, you know, I don't know everybody that good. And, uh, I mean, they are very good Christians, wonderful people, you know. And they are very, I mean, you know. So, you tell them, sit down, we watch a game. And I can't recognize that guy in the church, no reaction. I know he received the word, but no reaction. But now his team is playing, and special when the team is winning. I mean, he's not sitting in the chair. He's jumping up and down in the chair, all over, happy, happy. And if it's not going good with his team, he's, hmm, something is wrong with the ref. But I'm telling you, there's nothing wrong with the ref. There's nothing wrong with my referee. Absolutely nothing. He gave his life. He gave his blood. He died for me. He rose again. He wants to change my life. When I'm down, he is still up. He don't want me to be the tail. He wants me to be the head. He don't want me to be under. He wants me to be over. In myself, I have feelings. But I can't trust my feelings. But I can trust his word. Amen. Do you need some change? Please stand to your feet. Because now I'm on the minus side. I have to make it on the plus side. I want to pray for you. Close your eyes. Do you need some change in your life? Lift your hand. I want to pray for you. Oh yeah, I knew it. I knew it. Because the Holy Spirit told me. We need change. We need change. We try to do what we could do, but we can't do it. God is telling us to do what we can do. And sometimes we can do it, but other times we can't do it. But he can do it. Father, in the name of Jesus, touch my friends. In the areas of life where they need change, it means God demands your power. They need you to do it. They need you to create a miracle. Something man not can do, but you can do it. And we ask you to do it. And because you said when you asked.